0: Welcome back to Meredith with a Y. Hopefully, you've been here before. If not, welcome. I am your host, Meredith Willits, and I'm coming to you live today right out of the shower. So if you want to see something funny, go check me out on YouTube because I literally didn't even comb my hair and sat down to record this. So buckle up. Hello everyone, this is Meredith with a Y and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Well, here we are. Another week, another complete meltdown of society, another week of conversations with clients and friends and family of what in the actual shit is going on in the world. We should not have to be living through this many things in one lifetime. Like I remember being in high school and getting ready in my bedroom that one morning when the Berlin Wall fell thinking, wow, I am a part of history this morning. I am going to be able to tell my grandchildren about when I experienced the fall of the Berlin Wall. Anyone remember that? That event that we thought was going to be the only one that we had to live through? (laughs) Sweet Jesus. And now here we are in 2022, and it's literally an event per minute. When they say breaking news at the bottom of the news scroll, they shit you not. Because if it is not one thing, it is another. It's as if the powers that be are trying to distract us and they are doing a hell of a job at it, if I do say so myself, if I do say so myself, because it appears as if every morning be it Jeffrey Epstein and his wacky-ass girlfriend, or COVID, or a war, or protests, or Roe v. Wade, it literally is something every single day. And I am not 100% sure everyone is making it through this unscathed, because people that I talk to are exhausted. And I do not watch the news. And yet, we find out all of what we need to find out, whether we like it or not. And I think people are getting to the point because I know I can feel it today. It's been a rough two weeks for me independently, as a part of a family, as a mother, as a wife, as a friend. I feel as if there are so many energetic changes that are going on right now in the world and in the energetic field that we cannot be unscathed by all of this. No matter what your beliefs are, no matter which side of the aisle you fall on, you have to be exhausted. Today, I just can't get out of my own way. Yesterday was the same. So today when I'm recording this, it's actually May 11th. It's just, I feel physically uncomfortable. I just tried meditating for a half an hour and I felt like I was getting nowhere. I felt like I couldn't get to where I wanted to be visually, et cetera. I just, nothing was working no matter what I want to eat, no matter what I want to drink, no matter what I want to do, work out, doesn't matter what it is. And I know if I'm feeling this way, there's a very good chance that many of you are also feeling this way. It just feels like a big, humongous, universal zit that is just waiting to pop. And we are feeling the pressure without a doubt. And so what do we do? right? I mean, usually let's go for a walk, right? Well, I did go for a walk this morning, and I have to admit that did seem to kind of pull me out of it for a little bit. But then I got so stuck again. I was like, well, maybe you should go for another walk. Get your ass back out there. But then I felt like such shit that I didn't want to put my gym shoes on and go back out there, even though it probably would have helped. So then I ate berries, and that didn't help. And then I had a seltzer, and that didn't help. Didn't matter. The thing of it is, is we're being squeezed. The energy that we are feeling right now is the collective. And what is the collective? It is all of us connected to each other. We are feeling each other's pain in this moment. We are feeling the discomfort, the unrest, the unsettledness of our brothers and sisters. And I don't, actually I do, that's a lie. I was going to say, I don't understand why, but I do. Which is clearly why I'm doing this podcast right now with wet hair. Because the fact is, we're almost there. We're on to something. There are too many people that get where we're headed in this age of Aquarius, in the age of the divine feminine in the age of awakening and moving away from needing religion to be the separator between us and source energy, us and our higher self, us and our true power. And if you want to go all biblical, we can, because Jesus said that we would do greater things than he, we would heal the sick, we would raise the the dead, we would do all of the things we would perform miracles and we, I'm telling you guys, stay with me. We are on the precipice of understanding the faith of a mustard seed. We are right there. I can feel the squeeze. I can feel us down on our knees as a collective whole saying, we don't need leadership. We need Our hearts, we need our soul, we need clarity, and we need love. And everything that this 3D world keeps bringing us is the opposite of that. It is you need more leadership. It's we need to intercede because of the fact that you don't know what you're doing. That's what this whole Roe v. Wade thing is, isn't it? It's a I know more than you. It's a, I have to protect you from yourselves. It's a, we know better. It's a separation of us and God, us and source, us and our higher selves. You can't read this book. You can't know that information. This is the history you need to understand. And we're falling for it. And the people I know, I know that there probably are not too many folks out there that listen to me that are on the right, if you do listen to me and you are on the right side of the aisle, not the correct, but the right, I mean, if you are the cons- con- you know, conservative Christian, my, I can't even say it. If you are the cons- conservative Christian that is listening to this, who is on board with believing for one minute that God would believe, that God would say to you, get Caesar involved. I don't know what you're thinking. And I know so many people out there that are the evangelicals that are trying to save babies through this, that are trying to save people from reading the wrong books or turning to the LGBTQ community to unearthing what we consider to be a wholesome American family, right? Mom, dad, kids. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but there's not too many of them out there because it's not working that well. And the ones that appear to be working, trust me, there's still problems. And for some reason, the politicians and the leaders are trying to make you believe that there's something that we need to get back to that somehow this white centric family of, of a man and a woman and children and not accepting people of other sexual orientations and people that need an abortion and people that want to read um, the truth and common core math, you know, it's just like, For whatever reason, they think the wheels have fallen off the wagon of society and that they need to save us to bring us back. And uh, it's just, it's not your job. We'll all get where we're going without you. And this discomfort that I referenced at the top, that to me, from where I've sat for many years, this discomfort that I'm feeling is the precipice of profound change. It's, it's what happens right before the breakthrough. The breakdown is on the beginning of the breakthrough. And that's how I'm tolerant of this is because I know we're going to be on the other side of it. We're getting there. I just don't know how it makes sense to follow people that believe in life sentences and double, triple, double, triple charges against people so that they have seven charges against them and then they drop two, but they're still on probation for the rest of their damn lives, or the death penalty, or putting kids in cages, or saying, Father, when you're standing in church to some guy who went to college for a few years and equating them to God or whatever it is that they do. I don't understand. I don't find the logic for any of it. I actually went to church uh, this past Sunday with my family for Mother's Day for my mother-in-law. We were in Iowa visiting and It was actually quite lovely. I was there with three of my four children and my son, who's 10, and I held hands throughout the service. And I listened to the minister speak, and he was excellent at what he did. He actually talked of his own struggles with suicide for 10 years and how, you know, people had helped him through that struggle and challenge, and how really helping people is the best way to get out of your own way, which is. Again, probably why I'm recording this podcast right now, because I can't seem to get out of my own way today. Sorry about that. And as I sat there in church and listened to this person speak, I thought to myself, nothing that he is saying is too off base. Now, this is a Presbyterian church in Iowa. There's no, you know, crazy music or guitar solos or, you know, calling people to speak in tongues or saving anybody at the front of the church or making them walk out of a wheelchair. I mean, this is some low-key church stuff right here, okay? This is low-key, basic 101 church. Sermon, prayer, sing, sit down, stand up, kneel, whatever. And I sat there the whole hour saying to myself... How do we meld this? How do we take what we've been doing for hundreds of years in the church, remove the patriarchy, remove the sexism, remove uh, the racism, remove the colonization, remove the judgment and the guilt and the fear and the shame and all of what goes into what church has become Through fear. It's fear. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, okay, there's a lot of Black people and we need to turn them all Christian. We need to make sure that gay people don't get married. Like family values, family values, colonization, yada. It's all fear. It's all fear-based. What if these people get too much power? Remember that, people. When you're watching all of this shit, the question that you should be asking is, when? is the fear coming out of their mouth? What, what is the words? What does fear look like? What does fear mongering look like? How does it play itself out? What does it look like? What does it sound like? How does it act? What methods does it use? Again, I'll go back to a, a podcast I did a while back where I said power over is where you create an enemy that we all want to fight against. And then I am the only one that can save you from it that is power over, that we we must create a bad guy that only I can save you from, right? And so when I see these churches popping up and and spreading this kind of fear, which is the opposite of love. Hate is not the opposite of love. Fear is the opposite of love. So when I sit there and I think to myself, the church has become nothing but a pulpit of fear and fear-mongering, But I know that deep within, (laughs) there is a positive message of Jesus's teachings, of Buddha's teachings, of so many of our great ascended master's teachings, the Virgin Mary, all of these beautiful ascended masters who came to teach us a better way of life. That was how this all started, guys. It didn't start with, oh, didn't see you at church on Sunday. Guess it's not that important, is it? Or getting on a plane to another country to save them from themselves. That's not how this started. Maybe it was. I don't know. But there's got to be a better way. Maybe my discomfort was just so I'd do a podcast. Sometimes that squeeze that we feel in life is trying to get us to do something. I love that. And so for many, many years, actually, since I started um, on this spiritual journey, on this spiritual path, not even realizing that that's what I was on, to be perfectly honest with you, I've thought actually about going into the ministry. Because how else, what better way to help people than to preach, than to speak to them on how to become at one with their higher selves and God. And then I got away from that. And then I thought about running for politics. And then I definitely got away from that. And here I am again, back sitting in church for an hour wondering, how do we do it right? What do we call it? What does it look like? What does it look like? What does it sound like? How do we teach people about love? How do we stop preaching fear? How do we bring people together? Because the other side, the negative, scary, religious, political, fear mongering side, they've got the number on this, guys. They know what's up. Hitler knew. Hitler knew how to rally the troops. And believe me, our politicians have definitely take, taken a number, uh, a page out of, uh, out of that book. They know how to create. This, this scare. They know how to create and perpetuate and throw gasoline on this fire. They use the news. They use social media. They use leaked papers. They use wars and, and socialism and inflation. We're all on the cycle, guys. We're all on the same damn treadmill. They know what's up. They know how to do this and the church is actually helping them they're part of the plan so what do we do what do people that get it do where do we go do we all just congregate on tiktok do we all just you know get in facebook groups it seems like there's nowhere for us to go and it it kills me it kills me but then the devil is the prince of the earth right the negativity the 3d the human the focus is there space for spirit is there space for the deep connection to our spiritual selves the god christ that lives in each and every one of us that we're just just chomping at the bit to tap into to own to have that faith of a mustard seed that Jesus promised us. You see, that's the thing. I believe in Jesus's teachings. I believe he walked this earth. I believe he had a mother named Mary or something to that effect. I believe that he knew who he was. I believe he remembered where he came from and is why he was able to tap in to these powers that we forget that we have. And he tried to remind us, but... We can't have the answers to the test, right? What does that mean? Well, if when we were born, we knew that we also had the power of Jesus, that we also had the power to move mountains and to heal the sick and raise the dead and take three fish and turn them into thousands, that we knew that we were actually spiritual beings, or spirit, or source, or extension of source that is just walking around in this meat suit and we could do whatever we wanted and we could never die, which is the truth. If we fully could embody and encompass and embrace and understand that beyond a shadow of a doubt, we might not hurt when someone dies or gets sick. We might not learn in the same way that we do being human and experiencing emotions and loss, frustration, and happiness, and joy. We would maybe have too much information. I'm not sure if I talked about it last week, but when Adam and Eve, when they talk about the fact that they wanted the knowledge of God, how else do you get the knowledge of God than to experience all that there is, all that there is to offer? We must experience all of the pain, all of the loss, all of the joy, all of the elation, all of the beauty and the darkness. We must experience and touch and put our hand on the stove so that we truly understand. And if we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, beyond the faith of a mustard seed, that we we are so in fact God's In a physical form, we might not experience things the same way. But where do we go to learn that? Clearly on my podcast. But there's got to be a different way. And as I sat there in church on Sunday, listening, wondering, looking around at the building, because I do pass churches and think, hmm, that one's for sale. Wonder how much they'd charge me. I should you not. Not that anyone would show up they might. I thought to myself, how can we do this differently? How can we do this to bring actual peace? How could we support our brothers and our sisters that are in pain, our brothers and sisters that are in addiction, that are having difficulties coming out to their families, who were born in the wrong bodies, the people of color who are oppressed, the fatherless children, the motherless children, the orphans, the women that are 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 so lost because their country doesn't support them. Where do they go? Do they listen to a podcast? Do they scroll through TikTok? Because from what I see, church is not the answer. Not anymore. It is too political. It is too fear-mongering. Anything that tells you that if you don't believe this, you are going to burn in eternal damnation, they've got it wrong. There is no eternal damnation. Eternal damnation is on earth, people. Heaven and hell are on earth. Everything after this is source. And source is nothing but love. Love and clarity. I was told by a medium who sent me a message that I would actually be part of bringing about the truth to the masses. I found that interesting. That was years ago. And I didn't really know how that would play out. My podcast is in the top 2% of the world, but that still isn't what it needs to be. They're filling church stadiums by the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands every Sunday, preaching hell and damnation, preaching that you have to be saved which causes this, this leveling, this, 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 this superiority of sorts. I'm even seeing it in the spiritual community that there's like, well, if you smoke pot, you're not as spiritual as I am. Well, if you believe in this, you're not as if you do this, if you use crystals, there's still the leveling. Why do we have to all be better? The the sparrow doesn't look at the Robin and go, I'm better than you. Even though it probably is. Let's be honest, no one really likes Robins. They're loud, or is that the Blue Jay? I forget, but I digress. We all know the Cardinals where it's at. Let's be honest. But seriously, that's why everyone's running around trying to save each other. That's why one political party thinks that they're so much more righteous than another. They're doing it right. You're doing it wrong. I'm saved. You're not. It's all wrong. It's all painfully, painfully wrong. And it causes me so much just sadness, deep sadness, that there are people, as I am recording this, killing themselves because they have so much shame and guilt. Teenagers killing themselves because they can't come out because they know their families will shun them. Girls pregnant, killing themselves because the shame that they feel. And this is all over the world. And it's all based on religion. That's all religion. Jesus spoke to the masses. He, he healed the sick. He, he, I mean, come on, people. He wasn't sitting up there with the, with the politicians. He wasn't, he wasn't in church. <laughs> Think about that. He wasn't in church. He was in a field. Teaching, love, acceptance, kindness, grace, giving, not judgment, not hierarchy, not leadership. And here we are. Here we are. Whole families shunning their children in the name of religion, in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, shunning their children because they think that that's righteous judgment. Can you imagine? How did we get here? Politics, fear, that's it. And for those of us who want to do it the other way, we have nowhere to go. But inside of ourselves, which can be very lonely. It could be very isolating. I mean, they, they definitely got us there, right? I mean, go to church. There's donuts, <laughs> coffee, friendship, support, a meal, clothes, whatever you need. They're there for it. They know. They got you by the Achilles tendon right there. Ah, ah, ah. Don't miss a Sunday. We missed you. We love you. God bless. But those of us out here trying to just literally live in love, we live in isolation. Doesn't seem fair. Doesn't seem right. Seems like there's got to be a better way. Yeah, it was definitely that I needed to record a podcast because I feel so much better right now. All this stuff just kind of brews up inside of me. Isn't that crazy? But I'm here for you. Thank God for the podcast. What would I do with all of it? We're getting there. We're definitely getting there. I know that all of this is working out for our greatest good, even though it doesn't feel like it. When you're struggling at home and you want to punch the TV screen, or a friend of mine told me this morning she's already lost six pounds because she just can't eat because of all the stress in, in the world, please know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is forwardly motion, even when it, especially when it doesn't look like it. It's bringing about change and change that could only happen by way of these methods, because through love, it's just not getting there. They tried through love. We, we tried to get there by way of love and femininity and feminine leadership and electing a black president and then a female vice president and, you know, women leaders across companies. And we tried to get there the easy way, but now we got to get there the hard way, which is by undoing everything that we've ever done in this country. And now people are going to freak out and then women are going to take their you know leadership and round it all out because it's too it's too weighed on one side of men and if you're a man and you're listening to this trust me you want this look at your family look who leads it don't fool yourself don't kid yourself come on you know it's the woman we keep everything going I love that one video. It's like, if you give a woman, you know, flour, she'll make bread. If you give her a house, she'll make it a home. I love that. It's such a, such a cool way of looking at things. You want this. All the men that are listening out there, I got to tell you, you're just as much divine feminine as you are divine masculine and your divine masculine, your masculinity has led you to being not vulnerable, not in touch with your feelings. And so this is going to round you out. This is going to allow you to lean into your feelings and into your love and into your nurtured side. This is going to lean you away from 80 hour work weeks and that the only thing that you're good for is bringing home the bacon and making money and then going in and laying on the couch at the end of the night. This is rounding out our society. So even if you think that you're voting against your interest by voting for women, you're not. You're voting in your interest. You are leaning into your interest of the divine feminine. Well, I got to go to a choir concert all. (sighs) Thank you so much for listening to me again this week. I hope it all made sense. I feel better. I hope you do. And if anyone can figure out what we should be doing to give people like you and I a place to go and hang out and be together, let me know and meredithwillets at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Anything that you have to think about the podcast or things that you'd like for me to talk about, feel free to email me or reach out to me on social media. But I will see you here next week. If you haven't left a review, please do so. And if you know someone that could listen to this podcast and get something out of it, please copy the link and share it with them. I will see you here again next week. Thank you so much. I love you all. You're the best. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.